and welcome back to Critically Speaking. I'm your host, Cindy Mercer, and I am welcoming back Jim Hammer, author of the book, Victory Over a Critical Spirit. Good to have you again, Jim. Well, Cindy, I really appreciate your graciousness in having me. It is our pleasure. We have really been having some great conversations about having victory over a critical spirit, and we were just discussing about some interesting points of contention that seem to rise up in the church, and uh, they seem to be that uh, hot points. And so I'm going to ask you to elaborate on those as we get started on our program today. Well, in, in doing research for this um, project and talking to different pastors, what is the greatest time of contention or criticalness in, within your church? Everyone said it's centered around food. But then I, uh, at other times... And talking with church people, their uh, contentions are about dress, theology, music, jewelry, and money, material things. And, uh, you know, theology is a spiritual thing, but really if we don't have the right spirit, theology is then just knowledge. What we need is a heart relationship, that theology becomes a heart-changing experience. I mean, we can agree that these issues are are important, but they just can't. They can't take place of the gospel. Yes, and that's what I've seen. People will get on on a bandwagon about one subject, and they will make a whole gospel out of that and replace the gospel with with their item of interest. And really, the gospel is about Jesus Christ and him crucified and how we Mm -hmm. as, as his ambassadors. Can you imagine being called an ambassador for Christ? And but are we really calling? Does our life really represent Christ? And that's what an ambassador does, represents the country or the person that they're being sent from. Jim, there's a there's a part in your book that hits me personally, and I think that it's just a self reflection thought because, you know, God has got a lot of people out there, a lot of his precious children just waiting to come into the kingdom of God. But yet we've got this this wrong spirit thing going on. And he's like, I want to trust you with my children, but I'm hesitant. Yeah. And right now I can't because your spirit ain't right within the church. Uh, your spirit personally is not right. And like we discussed earlier, it only takes one person. You know, when when the wrong spirit is in the church, God cannot trust us with his people. You know, we can't love them into the church if, if we don't have the spirit of love. And then there's no doubt in my mind that around every, and I believe the Seventh-day Adventist Church has the message for this time of Earth's history. And there's no doubt in my mind that around our churches, God has his people just waiting. He's just waiting to send them and waiting for us to uh, get the, the spirit right within the church. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's something that he will do for us if we allow him to do it. That's right. So this whole issue of the enemy trying to split and divide the church, this does not take our Father or the Son of the Holy Spirit by surprise, does it, Jim? It does not. You know, um, the Lord has all the resources of heaven. Amen. Um, everything that is needed, uh, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they are never caught off guard by the antics of the enemy. They always have an answer. We may not see it. Uh, we may experience different things that we uh, think, oh, wow, 
why why is this hardship or why is this coming this thing coming upon me or why do I have to deal with this? If we just wait and be patient, and I think of um, verse seven of uh, chapter thirty-seven of Psalms, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Mm-hmm. If we would do that, uh, all the anxiety uh, we wouldn't have to worry. We would just be trusting in the Lord, and He'll get through. Uh, the, the enemy never catches them off guard. You know, I I, I just can't picture. Uh, the enemy doing something, and uh, and the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit say, "Oh, what are we going to do? We didn't expect them to do that." You know, they have every provision made <laughs> and everything Amen. at their disposal, and already know what He's going to do in advance, and already has an answer for it. Amen. Jim, you prompt my mind to think about Matthew six thirty three, and we're told to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things will be added unto us. And and I think about this this situation that, you know, we say we say we trust God. God, we trust you. And then I think about the experiences that you've been sharing with us, with with your own children, with situations in the church where you were head elder, and yet often we don't think about taking it to God in prayer first. We just, that critical spirit comes up and, and we want to solve it ourselves, And we're just wasting time that the Lord wants to just bust out and bless us. And yet we let this critical spirit attack. You know, and, and the older I get, Cindy, the more I realize how precious time is. And, Amen. You know, we just don't have time to, uh, to fool around anymore. We are so close to the coming of Christ that uh, we have to go forward in his strength. And I'm in the process of writing another book called uh, Victory Through the Power of Prayer. And that's oh, where it's at. I look forward to that. You know, if we're not praying, if we're not seeking the Lord's will in our life, if we're not seeking the outpouring of, our, of the Holy Spirit on our life, it will never be victory. Mm, amen. Jim, I want to turn our conversation to a little bit of a more sobering thought. You mention in your book that actually you propose a question. Do we really believe that when Jesus returns, we will ro- walk right into eternity with him? Can we believe that, do you think? You know, I, I believe we can know that our salvation is secure. And, and, it says, and it's a moment by moment, day by day relationship. But Paul was confident in Second uh, Timothy chapter 4, I believe, he said, I know that there's a uh, crown waiting for me that the Lord will give to me on that day. And Paul was confident. We can be confident. When somebody asked me, uh, I used to, when somebody asked me, uh, are you going to heaven? I used to say, well, I hope so. Now I'm confident, you know, because Amen. day by day and moment by moment, I'm in communion and, and my thoughts are in communion with the Lord. So that uh, when that day does come, I'm confident that I will walk into eternity with him. And not only me, but uh, as I pray for my family and claim the promises for my children, I know the Lord is doing everything possible to get them there too. So I envision my whole family and not just my children and grandchildren, but my brothers, my siblings, uh, my father's household is how I put it. We'll all walk into eternity together. Amen. This truly is preparation, preparation time for heaven. Now, Jim, what am I going to do with these challenging people that come into my life? How am I going to deal with that? 
you know, we're going to be faced, and I believe the Lord sends them to us so that we can see our own character. Yeah, and how do we deal with them? Uh, how do we relate to them? Do we look at them as a, a child of God, or do we look at them like uh, just a, a person that is homeless and and unsheltered and uh, has no thoughts of their own? They're just uh, so spaced out that uh, that we look at them, uh, look down on them. And I think of, of Paul's statement also that he said, "Esteem others or." Uh, believe others are better than yourself. And wouldn't this be a beautiful world if we all thought that? Wouldn't it be a beautiful church if we all thought that every person in the church was better than them? But we want to kind of maybe think we're better than somebody else. And and that's just not what the Lord has intended. You know, when we wrap our minds around Christ coming to this earth as a baby, and here was the God of all creation, humbling his heart and coming to here to redeem us, to save us, how can we not uh, humble our own hearts? And, uh, and uh, matter of fact, that's what we have to do, humble our own hearts. I've never read in Scripture where it says that the Lord will humble us, humble our hearts, but I have read humble where... Humble ourselves in the, in, the, in the sight of the Lord. Amen. Jim, you, you bring up a, a comment that you can't be upset with someone that you're praying for and... I know that to be very true. Um, there was there was a time that I'm not proud of either, but, you know, I had a person that just, you know, they just irritated me. I just couldn't seem to get along with them. And, and the Holy Spirit just impressed me to start praying for that person. And so I can certainly identify with this statement. And before long, we became very, very good friends. We enjoyed each other's company. And all I, all I did was just, I just quit. I just quit making critical comments about her. I kept, I let, I didn't let my thoughts go there, and I just saturated th- that in prayer. And I saw God work a miracle uh, with that situation. Yeah, I, I believe in a future episode we'll be discussing that too. Uh, the people that the Lord has, or some of the people the Lord has put in my life to uh, agitate me. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one time, I thought that uh, I need to uh, respond in an agitated way. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I can just represent the Lord as far as no matter what somebody says, I'm going to try to put a, a positive spin on it. Jim, this is an exciting time, you know, for us to be living in. I mean, we're we're living in the time of, of Earth's history that we are expecting Jesus to return. How are we going to turn this into a a privilege? We're We're witnesses here. How are we going to turn this around so that we can be ready for Jesus to come back soon? You know, when I look at the spiritual giants in Scripture, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, David, Daniel, all of these giants, the apostles, Paul, they would have loved to have been alive at this time of verse history, I believe, to usher in the coming of Christ. And yet the Lord chose us to be alive, us feeble human beings, uh, that needs so much spiritual growth constantly. But the Lord has chosen us to be alive at this time of our history, and it's just an awesome privilege. And are we truly uh, living up to that standard that the Lord wants us to have? And, and, you know, the standard is very simple. It's in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, that we need to love each other. We can have the joy, the peace of mind, the faithfulness, the kindness, the goodness, 
the gentleness, the meekness, the humility, the self-control, and also the desires of the Lord. Can you imagine having the desires of the Lord? And that's something we need to pray about. You know, when I, and I've read those fruit of the Spirit many times, but what I never read, well, I have read, but never sank in until I really concentrated on the fruit of the Spirit, is the verses prior to that. It ends with the fruit of the Spirit in verses 22 and 23. But starting in verse 19, talks about the fruit of the enemy. And, uh, and one of those is contentions. And we, uh, you know, it lists it with the same as murder. So uh, we can, again, it's our choice. By our life, who do we want to represent? Well, we, we can clearly see that Satan wants to discourage us and criticize us and, and ultimately steal our joy. But I love the comment you make, Jim, that says our only safety we have is in Jesus. Jim, we have come to the end of this program. We have quickly run out of time, but I'm hoping you will come back and join us as we continue our episodes of Critically Speaking. If you would like more information about Critically Speaking, contact Free Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org.